Welcome to podcast Men Are Nots. M-A-N, Men Are Nots. And maybe we'll, maybe we are a little bit, maybe a little bit crazy. But this is a podcast to help men talk, help men to listen, but also to get the negative and the positive side of life and men. What are some of the things that we're going through? What are some of the things that you're going through as a man? Even as a woman, how do you see men and their behaviours in 2020 and beyond? I'd like, you, I'd like to welcome this special guest to the show today. Her name is Natasha Aylott. Welcome, Natasha. Hey, Andy, how are you doing today? I am good. How are you? Best day of my life. Thank you very much. It, today is the first day of the rest of my life. It's amazing and beautiful, and I am blessed to be alive. I was, I was kind of hoping that you'd say it was the best day of my life because I'm coming on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, thank you, thank you to the universe for bringing us together. And yep. thank you so much. Um, a truly international, global show. So you're in Qatar, and I'm in the UK. That's very exciting. Um, please send me some sunshine, by the way. It's yes. a little bit chilly over here right now. Yes, I've, I've heard it's um, um, very cold out. Uh, very cold over here. <laughs> Have you had sun? Have you had any snow? No snow, um, no sun today, but you know what I always say, when people say, oh, it's such a rubbish day, or it's a horrendous day, or it's such a cloudy day, I'm like, you know what, the sun is there, it's just behind the clouds, yeah. it's always there. Yeah, it's always, it's, the sun is always shining, every somewhere. single day. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Natasha, tell us a little bit about you and, and you know, the, what, you, what, you've, what you've done or what you do, um, yeah, take it away. Wow, depends on how long you've got, right? Okay, so in brief, <laughs> I'll try and keep it really brief. Okay. Um, I started off in the world being the eldest child and three younger brothers, so very um, masculine energy, and I was a real tomboy. I actually uh, had a very low self-esteem. I used to blush when I was being spoken to. Um, didn't make friends easily, found it difficult to make friends, wasn't really noticed by the boys until I was about 15. Um, wasn't wasn't great with uh, my studies. I think I did my best. For some reason, I just wasn't one of these studious academic children and I never got a joke about it. You say my name, Natasha A. Lott, yeah. um, and thank you so much. And I never got an A in anything until I got <laughs> married. So I joke about that. Yeah. I got my first A, as it were. Uh, and... Um, I think I found life quite challenging. Looking back, I understand that they were my lessons for now. Um, and actually, I was a real rebel. I was a real maverick. I was a good girl at home, a good girl at school. You know, I did as I was told. I was always studying and things like that. But there was this inner maverick waiting to get out, I think. Yeah. Um, um, left school, went to college, left home, bought my first house when I was 19 ended up running big American-themed restaurants. The manager loved that. It was a real freedom that I found in, in working that long hours, but met some amazing people. And I think it was the, I think it was the people. I think I've always been interested in people, but my mum said I used to scowl at people. And that was because I was studying them. Didn't know what it was at the time. Yeah. Very, som- very somber child, you know, and that kind of thing. Took everything too seriously. But I think life got in the way and I was affected by the society, 
limiting beliefs, whatever it was. I was brought up in a very religious household. My parents were Christians. And um, I, I didn't fit into some of their um, belief systems. And uh, my mother in particular was very strict. Wonderful, wonderful mother. I love her dearly. At the same time, she was very strict in a way that actually didn't serve me. So I probably rebelled more because of that. Um, and she wasn't, you know, she was she worked hard. She was a psychologist and she had a, a good position. And so she wasn't your typical mumsy mom. Yeah. who gave lots of hugs and that kind of thing and as a very sensitive child and actually I've learned um, that I'm an empath so I feel people's energies and I feel everything that goes on and you know I often feel things or, or think things are happening before they actually do and then I'm like okay that's interesting and I didn't understand all of these things I, I do work with energy now but at the time it was all a bit confusing and I felt a little bit just on the fringes like I didn't fit in anywhere so according to that and as a result of that I built a wall around myself uh, put a built this full set of armor if you like and a mask without realizing that's what it was and been stepped into this um, version of myself which wasn't my original self yeah. and actually I, I changed my name when I was 16 because I always hated my name so I did all these things um, and then left home when I was 18 I felt very very freed bought my first house when I was 19 and went through the motions, basically was a workaholic, worked long hours in the in the caging industry, ran my own, and then I ran my own business, eventually qualified as an optician, set up an optical wholesale company, got married, had children and hit a brick wall. <laughs> and that's kind of, that was a turning point for me. Uh, what happened then was I had headaches 24-7, I was very stressed, I used to worry about everything. And because I'd worked all the time and, and was a bit of a workaholic, I didn't really have any downtime. I didn't really have any social life as I was sort of going through my 20s and early 30s. Because when you work in the restaurant industry, which I did for eight and a half years, you know, you don't have the evenings and weekends to yourself as you're working. And so I didn't go through the motions that my peers were going through and had the experiences that they were going through. So long story short, I had headaches 24-7. I was in my... 30s and I was diagnosed by my GP who did my bloods with arthritis and I just said no I just said stop and and it was really at that point that I looked at alternative therapies alternative remedies ever since then I haven't taken any pharmaceutical medication at all I've learned to trust myself much more do lots of work in reflection and self-management and self-inquiry built my own confidence learned to like myself and now love myself yeah learn to care for myself nurture myself and and, and totally change what i do uh, which is now um, i empower other people to be the best that they can be i work with busy professionals I, i'm a speaker i wrote get blissed which is my book and also the name of my business um in it was published in 2015 and um, I do some work with children's charities, Mentor Link, Safe Line, which is very empowering. And uh, it's, it's taking people really on a journey from where they are, so awareness, to where they, where, where they want to be. And I do that one-to-one coaching, running workshops. Uh, I work with energy, but I also do what I call deep dive coaching, fearless coaching, where um, I trigger people. So I'm a developer of people, I'm a good connector and communicator, but I also have this <laughs> innate gift where I trigger people 
to um, come face to face with what's holding them back and sometimes it's an uncomfortable process yeah but it is also a beautiful process in transformation um, and uh, you know I'm, I'm not one of these people who wants to give somebody a fish cooked on a plate yeah I'm more interested in teaching them how to fish so actually they can go on and fish for the rest of their lives and feed themselves and their family kind of scenario yeah. that's the thing that comes to mind so that's yeah basically um, a little bit about me and honestly I you know we, you and I spoke before and I do truly love my life so much and I feel so blessed to be on this journey to have this wonderful gift of a life and, and I will just share um one fact that that was shared by marissa pierce and that is that uh, the chances of you being born like every one of you each and every one of you listen to this podcast is one in four hundred trillion yeah so if anybody thinks for even one second that they're not meant to be here or their life isn't worth it or you know literally they've got they have got a terrible existence or they were an accident well think again because each and every one of you is meant to be here because you yeah. have a beautiful part to play yeah because I, 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 we spoke earlier and I you know I remember you speaking about love and connections and and mm. all these things and and men as men we often don't speak and we often don't speak about whether it be love or or connecting or or talk about anything we, you know, we tend to talk about you know, tends to be sports and things like that how do you how you know in your line of work and, and in, in your life in general how do you see you know men and relationships and men in, in being able to talk or not being able to talk yeah I think that's a really um, a really good question and it's a very important question because we are conditioned we are trained we are brought up firstly in the home then against reinforced at school then in the workplace the government authorities anyone you speak to the newspapers whatever to think use your brains you know we're judged like I shared with you earlier you know I've never got an A in anything if I was judged by my results at school then you know that wouldn't have done very well for me and, and I think that the education system needs to be turned on its head but that's a different conversation for a different day yeah. because actually we are so much more than the results of the tests we take so so much more and we are conditioned and primed and trained to use our brains use our head and therefore to think you know I think therefore I am and all of these things now your brain is brilliant and it's powerful and it's amazing and it has its purpose but actually you've got three intelligent systems you have your brain but you've also got your heart and you've got your gut instincts yeah. now i don't know if you've ever come across the the heart math institute but the heart math institute and i'm not in any way connected to this yeah. but i have come across it so many times you can google it just so much beautiful research and it shows you the link between the brain and the heart and the heart is 5000 times more powerful than your brain 5000 times and yet we are not trained and taught and shown how to trust our heart you know you and I have spoken about energy and I believe that we are all energy but the, the, the thing is if we if we didn't if we weren't energy we wouldn't be able to move yeah. so we're energy beings and we're spiritual beings living in a human body and having a human existence so if you look at that there's going to be a duality in all of it yeah. because we have stepped into this human ego self the body but in actual fact 
we our, our spirit or our soul cannot exist and this isn't a religious conversation because i'm not a particularly religious person but i'm spiritual and i'm connected and i'm conscious yeah so the soul or the spirit or your essence of who you are your core cannot exist on its own because it's pure energy it has to have um, a vehicle if you like which is your human body and your conditioning is to stay in the brain and think about things so men in particular are well they're very good at focusing you know if you go back to the caveman days what did a man do well a man he went out to hunt so you'll 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 have the man say to his wife for example honey as he opens the fridge door honey where's the butter and she's like what it's right there under your nose yeah and the reason for this isn't because there's anything wrong with a man it is because the man was conditioned four years ago when he was a hunter you know in caveman days he was going out to hunt so he wasn't his focus was not in his immediate vicinity it wasn't like two inches away from him or a foot away from him it was in the distance because he was hunting he had to hunt and he had to feed his family and he had to feed his tribe so he was focusing on the distance he was looking at everything in the distance so he had really long term long distance if you like tunnel vision yeah. because that was what his purpose was yeah. whereas the woman not in these days back in those days as well her focus was close quarters so her job was to care for the cave to keep it clean to collect the wood for the fire to make sure the kids were all looked after and to keep it all clean and to prepare for and to do the like the the hunting of the, and the gathering of like the bees and the berries and the, the nuts and the seeds and things like that so women deal with sort of the wide if you think about it like multitask for the wide sort of from left to right of things so yeah. they've got the the children they've got the cave they've got the fire to tend to whereas men are absolutely tunnel vision and one track if you like and i think it's important to remember here that a man is very good at focusing on one thing whereas a woman gets more distracted because she's because that's where we've come from and when a man realizes that a woman might get distracted and it might frustrate him but she can multitask and she can take care of lots of things and juggle it and he embraces that in her and sees that as a real plus because he goes out and focuses on one thing and then when a woman says oh my gosh you know a man's brilliant his attention to detail is fantastic he's focusing really on one thing here was i get distracted and we can see the advantages of both things i think it's a beautiful thing however men are conditioned to you know be prepared for the workplace and that is all in the head that is all thinking so you know men are brought up and i have a son and i have three brothers and my experience and my upbringing with my brothers and with my own son is not this but it is on a sort of global scale has been a pattern which doesn't necessarily serve and it's the men and the grandfathers that are kind of passing some of these down yeah. men up don't men don't cry you know you're strong you the lead you've got to go about and you've got to bring back the bacon as it were yeah. and you've got to you know be the fighter and all the rest of it be that warrior yes absolutely but you are still a human being you still have a heart you still have feelings yeah definitely and what i've seen in my own work and and my experience of life but what i've seen in my own work which concerns me is this when a man is being brought up this way to live in the head to live in the brain and be an amazing warrior being an amazing provider and protector of his wife and his family that's a beautiful thing but part of it's missing 
and he's conditioned to not trust his heart and not trust his gut feelings because he's all in the head. And when this happens, you see a man who, yes, he's a strong man, but has become disconnected with himself in the first instance. So he's not able to express his emotions or his feelings and he doesn't necessarily understand what they are. Secondly, he becomes disconnected with his partner, which means their relationship suffers. Thirdly, he becomes disconnected with his children. So his ability to relate to them, to, to hug them, to allow, and this isn't of all men, and it certainly isn't of my experience of like my brothers, and it certainly isn't of my experience of a lot of my, male, my friends, and a lot of my friends are male friends, and I have some beautiful men in my life, and I have some beautiful women in my life. I love men and I love women. And, you know, we're designed to complement one another, not compete, complement. And I think complement is a word that's, that needs to be used more, not just for men and women, but for societies and nations. We need to complement one another and stop competing with each other. So, you know, I, a lot of men that I come across and I work with, they are very successful. You know, from the outside, they've got all the trappings as it were, yeah. of success, successful business, yeah. lovely home, nice car, beautiful partner, all the rest of it. But inside, there's this little boy inside of them that's not being seen, not being heard, not valued for who he is, not listened to, not not given a hug to enough. Uh, you, you know? And, and, and when you help the man get his head, drop into his heart and reconnect with his who he really is and his feelings and learn to really love himself and I do mirror work, so we stand in front of the mirror, whether it's on a video call or whether it's like one-to-one, face-to-face. And I do this with women as well as men. The women I tend to coach are very strong women. Um, So there's a kind of pattern there. The masculine energy is definitely present in in most of my clients. But when when you stand in front of a mirror, and this is something that, you know, your listeners can, um, can definitely do, just do it at home when you're on your own, look in front of the mirror and just say to yourself, Natasha, I love you. I really love you. Yeah. Except you, except yeah. of course, use your own name. Yeah. Um, but see how you feel, because and there's no judgment here, and there's no right or wrong. It's simply an indicator of, of where you are in terms of your emotional state and your emotional maturity and intelligence. The first time I ever did this, and I got this from Louise Hay. Um, the first time I ever did this, what happened was I burst out into tears, <laughs> and. Um, and I was shocked because I thought I was confident, um, yeah. but I was really a long way off being truly happy and comfortable in my own skin. And so I work on this. Um, and all it means is how you respond when you look in the front of the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself. How you respond is showing you how disconnected you become to yourself. So when you look in front of the mirror and you smile, and you go, I love you so much beautiful soul not in an arrogant way but in a connected way yeah. and if that feels good with you you're connected yeah. if it doesn't feel good or it feels weird or you're embarrassed or you're angry or you're hurt or you start crying or anything then you're disconnected which just means to say you have work to do between connecting your spirit your soul your essence your core with your humanness yeah so connecting your head and your heart and that's all it is and this is part of the journey i take people on and when you reconnect with who you really are then your relationship with yourself improves your happiness level improves your health improves your relationship with yourself and everybody around you improves and as a result of that everything in your life changes so 
charity starting at home is what I believe this is all about. You know, and you have to. You know, you get onto an airplane. Uh, most of you probably get on an airplane now. You know, the world is, is beautiful. We can travel all over the place. Yeah. And um, the air steward or stewardess stands in front of you and says, in the event of drop in cabin pressure, put on your own oxygen mask first before helping others. Now, this is a big lesson in Charity Starts at Home because how can I truly serve you if I am totally depleted? If you to come to me and say, Natasha, I'm thirsty. Do you have a glass of water? And if I'm standing in front of you with an empty glass of water, how can I serve you? So in other words, you know, it's up to me to take responsibility for myself and practice self-care and practice self-love and make sure my energies are charged and my batteries are charged because as a mother, and I am a mother of two beautiful, amazing children, how can I serve my children? How can I lead by example? And how can I teach them good things if I am on my last legs, if I am on my knees emotionally, energetically, if I'm complaining about everything, how can I serve them? It is up to me, and this is not a selfish thing, and actually many of us are brought up to say, oh no, you have to put other people first because it's selfish otherwise. Well, it isn't selfish, it's self-preservation. Because when you look to, basically, how you treat yourself is how other people will treat you. So, and you know, you can talk about this, you can talk about that, but actually children will do as you do, they will not do as you say. So anybody who's an adult has a duty and a responsibility to lead by example, you know? Lead from the front and be fearless and courageous about that. So from from what we've seen with statistics with men, um, more in terms of susceptible, more more men are committing suicide, depression, all these sort of, you know, all these things, all these stats that are coming out, are men um, now not needed in society do you know should we just get rid of men what you know what what is happening um in terms of um society and the mental what do you think is happening with the society and and in 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 a sense of men and and the narratives that surrounding men and men you know yeah it's a very good question and it's a huge topic Um, we talk about love and we talk about all these things yeah i mean Um, we are love you know what we are love love is the essence of who we are unconditional love you know of our brothers and sisters all around the world so every man woman and child is all part of the human race all part of this big human family Um, and i think it's a very dangerous road that we go down if we think that men are are no longer needed and and, and listen i get it i can see both sides my great great auntie dolly was a suffragette so she she stood up for women's rights um my great my nana my mother's grandmother was an amazing strong woman um she worked hard she was a dressmaker and she was very respected my grandfather who was an immigrant he was russian he came to this country when they were children. He spoke the Queen's ling- uh, language. He he only bought British. He spoke seven languages. He was an amazing man, and he really contributed to this economy in this country. Um, and he was he was he was my hero. And you know, I think that I see the challenges of of hundreds and hundreds of years of women being suppressed, and that is wrong. And the reason, but this is all ego. 
this is what I see as all ego. So the reason that women have been suppressed for years is because men have been fearful that women would take over. And so they've suppressed women for years, not all, but many. And the, we touched on the Declaration of American Independence, whereby there used to be um, American Indians, the tribe leader was a man. And his counsel, where he sought counsel and wisdom from, make, was made up of grandmothers. So that was a perfect blend of masculine and feminine. Father Sky, Mother Earth, the man of the leader of the tribe was wise enough to consult the women, the grandmothers of the village, because he knew that the women, the grandmothers, would make decisions <coughs> for the good of all, not just for him. And I love this, this, you know, blend of masculine and feminine. And we've got, it's all about contrast. You have, you can't have day without light. You can't have good without bad. You can't have right without wrong. You, you, know, you have to have contrast. So we've got to get away from this pointing fingers at everybody. Because when you point your finger at somebody else, take a look at where the other three fingers are pointing to, because it's the self. Um, and we have to be very mindful of this ego. So I understand the rise in femininity coming up and saying, we've had enough of being suppressed. We've had enough of being battered behind closed doors, kept, whatever it is. We have a place in the world and we have a purpose in life. So I get that, I understand. Um, I also understand the importance of <laughs> when the Declaration of American Independence came out, it was the leaders of our time that cut out the feminine side of it and had the men as leaders without the women. So, you know, the, Ameri the indigenous American Indians got it. The, the Then the people who, who made the men, who were responsible politicians, who were responsible for signing off the Declaration of American Independence removed the women from that for fear. Fear that the women would take over. We have to get away from this fear and we have to get away from this competition. We have to get towards collaboration and we have to understand that there is a place for the masculine energy and there's a place for the feminine energy. What's happened over hundreds of years is that the man has risen in politics, in organizations, and all the rest of it. And there's been and the decisions that a man will make tend to be, and I'm not disrespecting men, I think men are beautiful, wonderful and amazing and definitely needed in society and in the workplace and in the world and in families. Um, but the men have made decisions, sometimes selfishly, and therefore that's cascaded down. And now what is needed, certainly on the boards and certainly in the higher positions within companies or organisations, there needs to be a balance of masculine and feminine. So men and women, there has to be a balance. At the same time, women are saying, we don't want to go back to being suff suffering and suppressed. So I hear that too. Men need to look at women and look at their gifts, the nurturing, the creating, the beautiful, the love, the, the caring. And they also need to recognise that women are creative, we have skills, we have talents, we have gifts. Women need to look at men and say, men are so incredible. You know, they're focused, they're inventors, they have beautiful talents. And I'm not pigeonholing anybody because I was brought up exactly the same as my brothers. And hence why I was a tomboy. So for me, to step from the masculine into the feminine has been a challenge. And yet it's been a good transition because I can see both sides. So what I'm trying to say is, there is definitely a place for men. But let me be really clear about this. What I have seen and what the evidence and the lots of different trials and different tests and everything that's been done is that we are seeing that a man without a woman 
like for instance, or a partner, um, a man who's divorced and doesn't ever remarry, a man who has a partnership and then he's on his own, his life expectancy is reduced by 20% because he's not meant to live alone. We're not meant to be on our own. I'm not saying don't live by yourself if you enjoy that and it fulfills you, but be part of something, you know, have somebody in your life or people in your life who fulfill you. Yeah, at the same time, we talked about mental health. You know, two of my brothers struggled with mental health really severely. My granny, who I adored, he was great fun. She was a manic depressive. She had bipolar. Stephen Fry is a manic depressive. He has bipolar. And yet he is also an incredible man, hugely successful. Ruby Wax, the same. We have to recognize that taking care of your mental health is really important. Um, and at the same time, when I did, I was giving some talk, I've given quite a lot of talks in the last two years about mental health. And um, I looked at some research from 2017. And what was scary was in the UK, and these are only recorded um, statistics and recorded cases, yeah. but out of all of the suicides that are recorded or were recorded in 2017 in the UK, 75% were men. Our men. And that shows me that we're not loving our men enough. We're not nurturing them enough. And we're not caring for them enough. It shows me that women are being more able to um, take care of themselves and their families because we te women tend to connect and speak with each other. We tend to build the communities together. Um, whereas men tend to isolate themselves. And this all goes back to living in the head and not in the heart. So we've somehow got to get back to embracing everything about us but also looking at the fact that we have three intelligent systems and not just focusing on what getting back to the love getting back to who we really are nurturing and loving ourselves and reaching out for help honestly it would be so beautiful to see the stigma dropped about men keeping things to themselves men need to have at least somebody in their lives that they reach out to and speak to in confidence and really share where they're at. This week, um, a friend of mine and I, we're running um, these beautiful healing meditation evenings. This is only our second one together, um, but the energy is beautiful. We've known for some time, some years, and we just decided to collaborate and it works. It works beautifully, it just flows. People think that we've been working together for years and the truth is we haven't, but it flows because it's just the right energy. And um, this week we had a, there was a new man who came on to um, join our group. And um, they're one off, so you can come, you know, each month. And a lot of people come back. And we've had people from December who've come back in January and also booked on to February. And this week there was a man I've never met before. He's never done anything like this before. And I could see that he was kind of on his own when he arrived. And I went up and I spoke with him and I just said, listen, um, you might find you're, you're going to be a bit triggered. Um, and that's okay. This is a, a really safe space and it's full of love energy and be very healing. It's very gentle but powerful as well. And it will bring up stuff for you that no longer serves you to be released and healed. Um, I said, but so don't be surprised if you feel angry, frustrated, hurt, upset or any of those feelings. Allow them to be. So in other words, let the emotion come up, whatever that is, and almost look it in the face and let it dissolve. Um, and that's all I said to him. And we had this beautiful three hours um, with our group. And at the end, we were speaking and we give to everybody an opportunity to share if they want to share. And what he shared was beautiful. 
he said he felt the love so powerful in the room that he'd never felt before and his heart literally cracks open and you could feel that he was basically getting out of his head and into his heart and I won't say anything more about this man because obviously I don't want to identify him um, but he was a real man's man and he is a real man's man yeah, yeah. You know? and, and, and what was so beautiful was to see that he was ready and and, and he felt the love and now he can go on and share this with his friends he's actually signed up for next month and share this with his family and his work colleagues um, and, and it's like this little pebble the ripples yeah. spread out you know so what we're finding yeah. here is then what you're finding here is then is, is, is the same you know it's not the, 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 the narrative isn't changing it's, it's even you um, being on the the, the masculine You've, you've felt the masculine side obviously growing up and, and you've you know even when you were talking about the scowl I would say <laughs> the scowl probably came from you, <laughs> you being a tomboy in a sense because that's what a lot of men do the scowl so in a, yeah, that's my that's why I, I, when you were saying that I thought yeah that's because the, the, the masculine side but anyway um, I would say that we you know the, the, the narrative is to talk the mentor to talk to open up um, as much as it can because if these things are happening and it's happening at an alarming rate and it's probably and it's happening at a bigger rate than it's ever happened before we do need to open up and 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 talk and have a chat um and you know you know that's what i'm hearing from you and also just once once you open up you know find someone that you can trust um the love just comes out whatever you 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 know that you've the heart whatever's come out of your heart whatever's in your heart just floods out if you if you if you can just talk would you agree absolutely oh yeah absolutely and listen <laughs> it doesn't happen overnight no. and people who meet me now have no idea who i was before i don't even recognize who i used to be i can't even remember all i can tell you is this i was unhappy deeply unhappy somebody asked me when i was 28 are you happy i was 28 i didn't understand the question yeah I mean, that's crazy, right? Yeah. And I'm not unintelligent. But now I found my happy place. And it is taking yourself back to who you really are. And it's taking yourself back to, you know, look, you look at children, right? You look in the playground and you see children playing or in the um, uh, fairgrounds or at a park or those kinds of places. And children don't go up to each other and go, um, okay, so what's your name and what you what do you do and how much money do you have and where do you live and okay, I'll play with you. No, they just go up to someone and go, do you want to play with me? So it's, it's going back to this beautiful purity, this innocence, seeing the world through awe and wonder, connecting with your heart without judgment, having acceptance there and just connecting with other human beings. And, and for me, it's been hugely freeing. I feel lighter. I feel younger than I used to. And I don't know whether I said it on the podcast or, or before we, we went on live air, but I honestly feel 10 years younger than I did 10 years ago. Yeah. And I haven't had any um, medical intervention. I haven't taken pharmaceutical intervention at all for more than 13 and a half years. Yeah. I believe that my body is my pharmacy. Um, and that everything, all the answers are inside of me. I work with coaches, I have my own coaches, I have my own therapists, but they are all holistic. I do my own work, my inner work every single day. 
I, I spend so much time in the country. And by the way, if anybody out there wants to connect with me, you know, please feel free. I am very reachable, very approachable. If you've got any questions, if you want to ask anything privately, I'm sure at the end, you know, we can just share the details. Yeah, that's brilliant. Reach, reach out to somebody because even if I can point you in the right direction, if I can't help you, or if I can help you, I'll, I'll point you in the right direction or send you a link to a video or answer the question or set up a call with you because what I'm interested in, and my goal, by the way, is to each and every single 12 month period to empower a million people. I can't do that by myself. So I have to ask everybody to help me by sharing what I'm sharing, you know, my posts, my videos, my blogs, anything and everything. If it resonates with you, do it, try it, give it a go. And don't believe anything that anyone ever says to you, including what I say to you, unless or until it resonates with you. So take the golden nuggets from anything you hear and leave the rest behind. Yeah. So right in this right in a sense, um, you've you've kind of put everything as a holistic approach and really when we're talking when we're talking about men and, and mental health and also women it's, it really is about it really really is about reaching out and, and there are so many people out there more and more people becoming um, are in tune becoming in tune with you know foods um, the spirituality of, of life um, and some you know some men will go oh yeah 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 but but the bottom line is this is what's this is what's happening in the world and and we need as men we need to reach out and and you know when they used to say reach out and you know took someone's hold someone's hand that would literally it is it it is about reaching out finding someone that you can trust and just having a talk even if even if you don't do any therapies talking can be therapeutic as well definitely definitely um you know i believe in hugs i think hugs are are so important um and wherever i i work whether it's group work or one-to-one coaching where i'm speaking or anything you know i'm a hugger and 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 i'll tell you why it's so important um jack canfield the success principles i read this book many many years ago and i've got so many amazing nuggets from him a beautiful soul and he he actually has changed it now and he's upped it a lot but basically at the time he used to talk about the power of hugging and he said one hug a day for survival two hugs a day for maintenance three hugs a day for growth he's actually upped it down to about 12 or 15 hugs a day for growth (laughs) and and here's the fact this is quite a scary fact but when a baby is born if that baby literally is born and never held, never hugged or never cuddled, that baby could quite literally die from lack of love. Yep. That's, I mean, that's a reality and that's really scary. Yeah. So we are designed to connect and love. You know, you look at your skin, your skin is your biggest organ. And if you put your finger on any, any part of your hand, your leg, your face, any part of your body, you feel. We, because we've got all these receptors that's how we're meant to feel and here's a beautiful thing that I would love to share with you I mean I do hugs all the time everything all the work I do is involving hugs not constantly but to bring people back to accepting the hugs and 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 some people don't like to hug and that's fine however when you hug someone for 20 seconds 
something beautiful happens and that is that your hearts synchronize yep i've heard that this yeah. could be a stranger you've never met before you hug them for 20 seconds your hearts synchronize that's beautiful and your blood pressure goes down yeah. and you start to feel happier and you start to feel healthier that's just from a hug yeah. uh, can i can i share a couple of tips yeah of course you can um obviously we can't cover in great detail uh, and that's something that obviously i do cover with my clients and, and, and coaching sessions and workshops and so on but if you do nothing else when you are feeling low when you are feeling depressed when you're feeling isolated here are some really easy things that you can do number one is smile because when you smile you actually send a positive happy chemical into your brain called serotonin yeah. so when you smile you actually start to feel better everybody can smile number two go for a walk a 10 minute walk in nature reconnects you to nature gets you out of this stale air gets you out from this um, artificial environment and artificial lights 10 minutes walk a day in the countryside down the road in the park in the woods wherever number two so you can do those things more or less all of you can do these things and then the other things are obviously hugging hug definitely hug somebody your kid your friend your parents your partners your work whatever whoever and then the other things are foods fresh pineapple fresh oranges handful of cashew nuts these things these foods have very very powerful natural chemicals vitamins supplements in them that help you fight help protect against depression yeah i know that well because i'm a vegan as well so okay there you go then very good so yeah there, i mean you know honestly write down and share or anything that resonates with you you know our listeners out there because you know we've, we've got to step up and we've got to help people and help them reconnect and speak with somebody anybody or write it down if you if you can't if you really feel that you're unable to speak to somebody then get a piece of paper and a pen or a paper a pencil anything and write down what is in your head because this is a very powerful process as well yeah. when you start writing down the piece of paper call it journaling if you like then you're getting out of your head what's bothering you what's tearing you up in knots and, and twisting everything around and you are committing it to paper yeah. and that's that in itself is very cathartic and very releasing yeah that ties in with exactly what you said earlier about you know um, about men um, um, feel, you know when they're alone um, in you know they're, they're living alone and, and don't have a partner it kind of ties in you know the, the statistics kind of ties in perfectly with what you've just said then so um, yeah it's, it's, it's brilliant and it's interesting I'd like to go back and you know maybe um, have a read about these you know, that stat about men living alone and needing a partner and and, and somebody you know the hooks and, and just things like that that'd be very interesting um, where yeah. can where can you be contacted Natasha Okay, um, so anybody who wants to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn, Natasha Raylott. Um, I'm on Facebook. I also have several Facebook pages, my business get list, um, but you can connect with me first on Natasha Raylott. 
you can send me a private message, you can look at any of my videos, I put loads of videos up on my Get List page, loads of videos up on my Facebook page, they're all free, so um, talk about loads of different subjects and topics, sometimes I'm interviewing somebody, I've been very blessed to have some amazing people that I've had the privilege of being able to interview, um, you know, and if you're local in the UK, and if you're in the Midlands or, or even in the UK somewhere, then, and you want to, you know, connect with me in a physical event, then we do the courageous conversations around the coffee table, primarily for women, but there's some men interested in sniffing around that, so they're very welcome. Um, we do the All Love Sakem, which is a beautiful, powerful, meditative healing evening once a month. I do the Positive Vibes show with Rachel Murphy Bonner, and uh, um, we go live on that, and then we post it on YouTube. That's under the multi-dimensional show, and that's all about you know having looking at the positive side of everything because. One of my gifts is being positive. I always see the good in people. I always see the, the positive in every situation. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's not always positive, but you can always see the silver lining to a cloud, right? Yeah. Okay. Right, Natasha. And, um, you know, I'd like to thank you for coming on the podcast. I mean, I'd like to speak to you again um, on, on other issues surrounding, you know, you know, mental health and emotional health and all these sort of things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hope that the, the listeners can take something from you and from the podcast today. And I think it's been, you know, it's been kind of quite a chilled out podcast. And uh, you know, it'd be nice to have you again. So thank you again. Oh, thank you so much, Andy. And it's a, it's a pleasure to to meet you finally. And you know, I love the work you're doing. I think it's really important and. To show courage and bravery, open your heart, speak your truth, speak your mind, and to, you know, when you take fear out of the equation, think what your life would look like. Yeah. And this is the work that you have been doing for many years, you know, the work around the world you're doing, the teaching, the sharing, the helping with children, the charity work, and all of these other things are so important. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, it's crucial that each and every one of us steps up in whatever that looks like to us and um, just to empower the people and, and, and give people the permission that it's okay to not be okay for a start because listen I have my off days uh, this week I was walking I had a really busy day and I had meetings and then we had an event in the evening that I was co-running um, in the morning I was walking through a field connecting with the trees and nature crying because I had something to release um, and it, it's okay that's okay because for me crying is a great release and actually it all comes up and it's like a big wave it's like oh my gosh here we go and when you allow yourself to step into that vulnerability that vulnerability place and know that it's okay because there's something that that is in your being your system your energy body your physical body and that you need to get rid of it because it doesn't serve you and just let it go it could be that you want to shout it could be that you want to go cycling or swimming or jogging or play badminton or tennis it could be that you want to play football it could be that you want to punch your pillow it could be that you want to cry it doesn't matter what it is so long as it's not hurting yourself or anyone else um you know and physical outlet is very important so remember that men need to be men and boys need to be boys and they need to be able to express so whether you play football whether you play rugby whether you play tennis whether you go boxing whatever it is find a way to allow yourself to express how you're feeling until you can learn to vocalize it and verbalize it and share with somebody else okay 
Right. Thank you again, and um, you know, um, this was Men and Nuts, and see you again soon. Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.